1: In my new book with Mark Tim, mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be interviewing Dan McGaw, an award-winning entrepreneur and speaker, founder and CEO of McGaw.io, in analytics and marketing technology consultancy and the author of the super cool new book, Build Cool Shit, a blueprint to creating a marketing technology stack. Dan, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. All right. Our pleasure. Let's go back in time a little bit. How did you get started?
2: Oh man, what a hard question. I mean, I got my start a long, 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 long time ago, over 20 years ago in doing this stuff. So, but my original start was I started a business when I was 13 years old uh, and had to figure out how to make it successful and marketing and sales is a huge part of that. So I've just been at this for a really long time. It's kind of, I've been doing it since 98. Uh, so I've just been around and seen some
1: stuff would be the easiest way to say it. All right, been around, seen some stuff. Awesome. So how did McGaw.io come about?
2: Yeah, fantastic. Uh so Magal.io has been a complete accident, like never was meant to be a company like it just happened. I was working, I was the head of marketing at a company called Kissmetrics, one of the pioneers in the analytics space. Uh, when I left Kissmetrics, I was running another venture backed startup of my own. Um, and while doing that, my wife came to me and said, hey, listen, your your investors pay you enough money to eat ramen. We need money for Christmas. And I was like, okay, well, Christmas is my favorite holiday just like yours, uh, I'll, I'll do some consulting. It was supposed to just be 10 hours a week for about six weeks. Um, and I said to some people, co-working space where i was ambassador Uh, like hey listen i'm gonna do some consulting i was sold out in two hours uh, and then uh, the next week after that, I had some bigger deals come to me to a month later than a $25,000 a month deal come to me. Um, and I literally laundered the money through my friend's company. So that way we could start the agency. It was super funny. The four months later, we um, didn't even have a name, but we had 12 employees, which was super crazy. Um, and we wound up naming the company. I didn't even name it. My wife named it, but it was called F and amazing for the first five and six years. Uh, and that's kind of how we got here, right? It was just like, Uh, people wanted to buy my services and consulting and then that expanded
1: and here we are seven years later. Well,
2: congratulations.
1: I'm sure the longer version of the story is in the book. So talk a little bit about what magaw.io does.
2: Yeah, so we're a marketing technology and marketing analytics consulting company. So ultimately, we help companies basically choose tools, integrate tools, operate them, and then help them grow their businesses, whatever their tools are. We focus heavily, of course, on the technology side of it. So we're really the nerds of the marketing team. A lot of marketing operations, sales operations, revenue operations is really really where we sit Um, So we wind up becoming the backbone of your organization when it comes down to the technology. But at the end of the day, really, we're solving one of two problems. Either you lack visibility in the customer journey and you need help with measurement, you need help with your data, or you lack the ability to convert those customers and you need the help to engage them, personalize, automate, and do all that stuff. So, But we are the technology side of marketing in general and also for sales teams and executive teams.
1: All right. So I know you've got shoeboxes filled with case studies and testimonials. Can you give us an example of what a company hired you for, what you're able to do for them, and kind of the magical transformation that came about.
2: Yeah, well, uh, definitely. There's a lot of different examples. And, you know, I'll point to the people that we talk about in my book, Build Cool Shit. Uh, there's a company called Real Thread. They're a t shirt printing company, but they do big orders like Amazon, Envision. They do big orders and stuff like that. So they're really a B2B company that's selling to a lot of these bigger companies. And a huge problem that they had is they have all this demand coming to their website and then filling out their lead forms. And then they had no ability to really track those people filling out the lead forms and then how they were converting. Because when you're going to order $50,000 in t shirts, that's not something you just click a couple buttons in an e-commerce site and fill out. Well, the problem was, is that their online was somewhat disconnected from what was happening in Salesforce, what was happening in their fulfillment systems. So what we had to really do was kind of close the gap between that. And the big problem that they had was that all of their tools were siloed. So we have a common thing that we talk about, which is data recycling. You need to be able to mirror your data across all these different tools. So while you have Salesforce, you need to be able to have it integrated with Intercom. You need to be able to have it integrated with Marketo. You have all this data duplicating itself and being recycled. So once we were able to help get their their website and get all their digital stuff connected directly with Salesforce so that everything was connected, everything from phone calls to chat messages, text messages, they really were able to see what was happening, what was working, what was not, and then also pour the gas on where the fire was. Um, So by adding Segment, switching out their marketing automation tools, so we pulled out Intercom, we then put in Autopilot, connected all that in with uh, Segment, which is a common customer data platform, and then connecting all that again with Salesforce really helped them kind of change their business. And the year after we set all that stuff up, they saw a 52% increase in online orders uh, from that. And from a business like that, that's that's a lot of orders. Um, so really it was helpful. And we talk a lot about it in my book, which will, will help kind of push people forward with some of the real examples. Um, but that's a simple, uh, you know, it's really not that simple. Their stack is super, super complicated. Uh, but that's an easy point your finger at kind of moment that I can tell you that we set up their stack correctly.
1: Yeah, that obviously a 52% sales increase, order increase is one heck of a result. You use the word marketing technology stack not only in the subtitle, but a lot for our folks who might not necessarily know what that means, might not have had to survive the stack po- apocalypse. What is a marketing? What is the stack? And what, why, why is it so important?
2: Yeah, the thing that we try to help companies understand is that your business is a platform, right? Almost everything in your business is being run on technology nowadays. And people are like, oh, well, I'm not that technology. Like, well, do you use QuickBooks? Do you file your taxes? Like all of this stuff is happening through technology platforms. So at the end of the day, you have to treat your business like it's a, it's a platform. Most of the things of your business are in software. So when we talk about the MarTech stack or we talk about the tech stack in general, it's the combination of all the different tools that you're using. And then how do they get integrated together to communicate? Because naturally, customer comes to your website. Well, Google Analytics tracks them. It doesn't do anything else but tell you to track them. But if you have more sophisticated tools where you're using a CDP or Amplitude or Mixpanel, these advanced analytics tools, and then also Marketo, well, you can track every single action somebody does on your website. But if it just lives in that tool, that's not all that helpful, right? So that's the reason why you have to have that connected in with Salesforce or connected in with Shopify. So that way you can really see how that customer journey goes through all of it. So it's the combination of all of these tools. So really in your business, if you think about any technology that you're using, which has customer data in it, it's part of your stack. Now, whether it's a well-integrated stack, I don't know. I can't tell you that. But most companies don't have a really well-integrated stack. And that's really what you have to get to. Because if if your stack isn't integrated, you're not going to be able to effectively grow your business and compete with the rest of us that do have well-integrated stacks.
1: All right. And then what is the stack apocalypse?
2: Yeah, great question. So the stack apocalypse happens whenever one of your key providers go down. And I'll, I'll use an example. About two years ago, Salesforce went down for 18 hours, right? an entire global outage. That shut down everybody's businesses for those 18 hours. I remember all of our clients freaking out. That's a stack apocalypse. Now, also, another case where this happens if one of the tools inside of your stack implodes as a business or gets acquired. And this recently happened when Adobe bought Marketo, which recently had bought Visible. Well, Visible is a really good marketing attribution tool and it helps with multi touch. But when you go through two acquisitions in a very, very short period of time, you lose most of your team, right? Your team turns over. So, for anybody who had that, was going through a stack apocalypse because they were not able to get the value out of Visible like they had hoped to. And it actually has a deteriorating effect across a lot of other tools in your stack. Um, So that's the stack apocalypse is when one thing takes down everything else, uh, and really causes some havoc. And everybody's experienced everything, everybody's gone through it. But when one tool fails, and everything domino
1: effects, I mean, it's an unfortunate event. That is an understatement for sure. What inspired you to write the book? yeah you know i think the tech stack is something
2: that is really really complicated to most people and i wanted to try to distill that down to make it a lot easier for anybody to be able to get familiarized with what is the marketing stack it is specifically targeted at founders ceos busy executives people who don't have time but we wanted to try to make it so it was much easier to understand like hey This isn't rocket science, it's not easy, but this isn't crazy, crazy hard. If you just have the right foundation, it makes it a lot easier to build on top of. So the book gives you that
1: foundation and tells you like, hey, this is where you get started. And these are some of the things you should think about along the way. What are some of the most common mistakes business owners and leaders are making when it comes to technology? They buy tools based
2: upon the hype, right? So a sales rep is like, oh, we'll do this. Or you hear somebody, oh, we'll do that. But you never really match it back to your objectives and make sure it's going to accomplish that. And way too many tools and way too much marketing budget is just blown on hype. That's probably the biggest thing that we see right now. Um, And, you know, we get pulled into those deals all the time and we say, hey, you should fire that software vendor and half of the products or you should just get rid of all the upgrades
1: they sold you. Uh, People buy too much uh, based upon the hype buying too much based upon the hype, makes total sense. Your passion's obvious. What do you like best about what you do?
2: Hmm, complex, hard problems and helping people. I mean, my internal why, I mean, I know Simon Sinek, everybody's probably familiar. with My internal why is to be able to help other people and help them be successful in whatever they're trying to accomplish. And that's something that I really, really like. And I get to do that every day because I get to help get people promotions. I get people raises. I make companies successful. uh, And I get to solve really, really hard problems that most other people aren't solving. uh, And that's a lot of fun.
1: You, who is an ideal client for you?
2: Somebody who's spending on average $2,500 to $10,000 more a month on their marketing technology. We don't specialize in B2B or B2C. We work with both uh, tremendously. Uh, And we don't focus on any specific niche uh, intentionally. So when when COVID happened, as an example, right, I have multiple friends who are in the vacation space and their businesses were decimated. Um, We lost two clients, gained four clients, right? So um, we try to look at our client pool like a portfolio and we try to hedge our bets just like we're a hedge fund manager and make sure that we're focused focus on the right areas at the right time. So we typically focus on the fact that, hey, are you fun to work with? Okay, cool. Cross that dot off. Um, are you spending enough money on marketing tech for us to even look at you? So more than $10,000 a month on tech, that's usually kind of the range that we're working with the most. Um, but that that's really easy to add up to at the end of the day for most big businesses. And those would be the two criteria that we look at is one, can we provide you value because you're spending enough money on tech?
1: And then two, are you fun to work with? Those are great criteria. So talk a little bit about the team that you built. Yeah, so
2: at Maga.io, there's about 20 of us now. So a lot of really, really awesome specialists in certain areas. So we definitely spent a lot of our time on recruiting and hiring. Um, but we're a small and boutique shop. I don't like using the word boutique because we are focused on growing. Uh, but we've hired some really, really amazing people. As an example, my VP of sales, Asa Hochhauser, um, he worked directly for Scott Brinker, you know, the guy that made the MarTech landscape. Uh, Asa was the head of sales at iInteractive, Scott's previous company. Um, so we have some really, really top-notch people like that that. Uh, Nick Friedman-DeBacher, who's our VP of Solutions, he's been in the game for over 20 years, worked in everything from casinos to publishing to now SaaS companies uh, and does a lot of really, really cool stuff. Um, But we also have UTM.io, which is our sister company, which is a SaaS product. Uh, There's another five full-time people over there. So, uh, it's been awesome to build a great team. You know, being a consultant is not easy uh, for anybody who's like, I want to go join an agency. I just warn you, it's like agency
1: work is different than SaaS, it's a lot harder. There's a whole lot more gray when you're a consultant. Absolutely. And then you've also had the honor of speaking in front of some amazing audiences. Talk a little bit about your speaking career.
2: Yeah, for sure. You know, I've I've been fortunate to speak all over the world. So I've had a lot of fun, everything from Egypt to England to Ireland to South America. So uh, definitely I've had a lot of fun. You know, I try to always make sure that we focus on topics, which is going to be fun for the relative audience, right? And then try to choose whatever topic we can go there. Um, so that's definitely been a lot of fun uh, to really try to be able to tee the right content up for people and make it engaging. But it can also be really, really hard, right? To, to keep everything fun and engaging and all these different cultures and all these different backgrounds. So uh, it's been a lot of fun. I really miss being on the road. You know, COVID has really grounded all of us and I've done a ton of webinars. I'd really like to get out of my spare bedroom, right? So I'd like to move on to something else. So I'm excited to go back on the road
1: and be able to speak again. Awesome. For our folks who are watching or listening and want to learn more about McGaw.io and the book, where is where are the best places for us to send them?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, listen, and for everybody who's listening to this podcast right now, I want you to get a free copy of my book. So pull out your cell phone really quickly. I'm going to give you a unique way so you can get a free copy in your cell phone. I want you to go to text messages. You're going to write down that you're going to write in the number four one five. 915 9011. I'll say it again 415 915 9011. And just text the word Martech, M A R T E C H. So Martech. Text that number, the word Martech, and you're going to get walked through a bot which will collect your information so we can send you that free book. Um, so really, really easy way to be able to stay in contact with us. And then if you're you're bored, go to magov.io. You can learn all about this stuff. And I'm most active on LinkedIn. So if you want to be able to chat and communicate with me, go check me out, Dan McGaw on LinkedIn. I'll be able to communicate
1: and give you any answers to your questions. Awesome. This has been Seth Green with Dan Magov, McGaw of mcgaw.io. Dan, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. And we'll talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service?